Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio, back to work. I didn't make him too mad yesterday after the long (laughs) break, so I'm glad to have you back. Now, hopefully, baseball, the owners and the players can take a lesson from us. If we can get along, they should be able to get along, right? Well, they got one more day to get this thing done. It's probably not going to happen, though. No, there's no way it'll happen now, not in this short amount of time, and especially, according to the reports, as far away as they are from an agreement. So uh, I fully expect there'll be a baseball shutdown at one minute before 11 o'clock tomorrow night. It's December the 1st into December 2nd, one minute before 11. It's one minute before midnight on the East Coast, and that's, of course, everything's done on East Coast or West Coast time. Central, ah, forget them out there. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be one minute before midnight Eastern, one minute before 11 Central. And when baseball shuts down, that doesn't mean the games, don't, there are no games anyway, so it wouldn't make any difference. But... It does make a big difference in baseball because all the dealings are put to a halt. Teams can't sign new players. You can't make any trades. You can't negotiate new contracts. You can't do anything. And the players cannot use the clubhouse for working out. So that does make a big difference. Now, the players are diligent. They're professionals. They'll find other ways to keep themselves in shape. But they won't have the facilities of the major league team because that's how the owners get back. That's the strategy that's used. Is it the right one? I'm never, I'm never a fan of anything that's punitive in any single way. How long will it continue? Well, until there's a new contract. Will there be a new contract? I really feel like there will be somewhere along the line. But when is it going to come? By spring training? Or are we going to shut down the game that long? Interestingly enough, there's a little facet that I don't think most people realize that if Major League Baseball shuts down for a season, God forbid that happens. But if it were to happen... Minor League Baseball is not affected. Minor League Baseball will go on. We will have baseball for the Springfield Cardinals. They will continue to play. Why? Because most of the players are not on the 40-man roster. They aren't on strike or locked out or whatever the case might be. Those who are on the 40-man roster, oh yeah, they won't play. How many we have down here with the Springfield Cardinals remains to be seen, but... The fact of the matter remains, the games will go on. That's hopefully not even going to be an issue. Well, I hope everything's well, settled. Hey, and you know, I, I can't for the life of me see these owners looking at the situation after the pandemic. They had a season where they didn't have any fans in the stands, and they kind of get back this year, start to recoup some of what they lost the year before. I can't for the life of me think that they're going to just say, you know what, yeah, let's hold out and not do this because – they're just going to lose money and even more money and it's going to hurt baseball and it's going to hurt themselves. It isn't so much the owners as it is the players. They want to gain the money that they lost. So you're running into between a rock and a hard place here. That's the key issue is who's going to get what. There's very lucrative baseball contracts on television that have been signed. How much is the players cut on that going to be? How much are they going to benefit? All will be. Interestingly enough, <laughs> I find this to be a joke in a way, but the Major League Baseball average salary for the year went down this year from 4200000 to $3,900,000. Oh, poor My babies. My heart is bleeding. Oh, poor, Jeez, poor babies. On. But still, I, I can't. It, it's going to hurt everyone involved if they screw with this. They don't need to screw with it, and hopefully they have uh, some kind of uh, – 
logic in those brains and they can look at it from that perspective because I just, you can't, no one's going to win in that situation. Not no one. Soul. And you're just going to be, you, you just keep fighting, fighting, fighting. The world's going to move on and hopefully <laughs> uh, you don't let that happen because that would be a big, big situation. But you mentioned deals can't be made. So do you think uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that are just going to be trying to get things done today? Already have been. Uh, a flurry of deals yesterday. There may be some more today. Max Scherzer goes, uh, he changes teams, goes to the New York Mets for a cool, oh boy, this is, this is $43 million a year. A year. How many folks. years? It's it's a three year. $43 million a year. It's a good contract. For three years. Oh no, it's a fantastic contract. For a guy who's 37 years old and has maybe shown some uh, deterioration, that's a lot of money. Robbie Ray who just got through winning the American League Cy Young Award as the best pitcher, leaving the Toronto Blue Jays, signs with the Seattle Mariners. There are a lot of them going on. And in football, this is one that absolutely astounds me. Ryan Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. And why would that be astounding? Folks, Notre Dame still has a chance at being in the Final Four. I probably won't be there, but... There are a certain a certain amounts of the formula of putting together that Final Four that would include Notre Dame, and he leaves the team. You've got to be you've got to be the most mercenary sob who ever lived. Boy, that's that is astounding to me. What kind of message does that send your players, man? It sends a zero. Message I mean, that's to them. that's you you. There's a reason those conversations do happen during the season, but. Things aren't things aren't done like that in the middle of the season when you've got you've got bowl games left. You got the possibility of being in the top four, like you said. I mean, I don't know. Something then, something an, must have happened. Another one is Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Now his mm-hmm. team's not going to be in the Final Four. They've lost too many games, but they are going to get a top bowl game out going to Southern Cal. So they get Bob Stoops, the old coach, in as an interim coach. Hey, this is not right. This needs to be corrected. There needs to be some kind of level in the contract that says you're staying to the very end. Now, can you do that in a free enterprise society? I guess not. But that, the ethics of that really absolutely astound me. I mean, as a player, you look what your coach does. Why would you, I mean, if he comes in, you're like, didn't you do that to them? Why would you do it to us? You know, I... Yeah, well, hey, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 as a, as a, as a, as a former athlete, you know, I would have been like, "You're a garbage coach," but that is what it is. <laughs> We're gonna kick your behind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll play for ourselves now, um, which is what you should always do. Uh, big award for a football bear wasn't all uh, tears and sadness after they lost their first playoff game. Someone did gain something. Which Absolutely, is good. Jason Shelley, the quarterback, named the offensive player of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference, and certainly he should be. New single season passing record for the Bear. Only been there since summer. He hasn't even been a full year head here on the program yet, and already he breaks the single season record for passing with. 3,068 yards, and for total offense, 3,417 yards. He threw first time ever in Bears history. The quarterback has thrown for over 200 yards in every single game he played. That is really phenomenal. And he is back next year. Thank you, Sports Oh, man, (laughs) thank you. That's the best news I could hear all the time. So hopefully we'll have a playoff uh, game next year as well. Well, you know who the Bears' first opponent is at home next year? 
Tennessee Martin. Thank you. They're in for a behind kick. Oh, yeah. It's going to be uh, <laughs> definitely the revenge tour starts then. Yesterday in his press conference, Coach Andy Reid said everyone that uh, was healthy is healthy, and they should be. They had a week off, uh, but they are filing back into Arrowhead to prepare for a very, very important Sunday night football matchup against a team that really looked good against a team that had already beaten us this season, the L.A. Chargers. We're talking about the Denver Broncos and uh, AFC West rivalry. Hate the Broncos. They got a tough test, don't they? They do. The The Denver team is really coming on, and they've played a whole – they were a universal pick for last place in the AFC West. And right now, there, <laughs> there really isn't a last place team because everybody's lumped together. Yeah, the Chiefs have the lead at the moment, but the Chiefs have also played one less game than some of these other teams have. So uh, eventually, of course, that all evens out. But the fact of the matter remains that Denver does have a very slight injury problem. Teddy Bridgewater, he didn't play for much of the first half in that game against the Chargers. Had the kid from uh, Mizzou playing in there and Drew Locke. And he didn't do very well. Well, Bridgewater came off the bench in the second half and rallied his team to a substantial victory over what I think is a pretty good Chargers team. So uh, he is, he's not questionable. He is banged up a little bit. But Bridgewater, you can count on his being there. You know, i got to tell you, Mike, that when NBC flexed that game a couple of weeks ago, I said, why, why are you flexing that game? That's kind of what I thought, too. Well, this doesn't make any sense. Maybe they knew they, something. I don't that, know. I don't know. They, got they may have known yeah. something that we didn't because this is turning out to be a very important game. It's going to be because of the way the AFC West is right now. It's a very important game. But the thing that I really have faith in is that defense, and they've been looking so good. And if they can capitalize on either a kind of uh, – injured a Bridgewater or an inexperienced QB and just make him run. It's all it's ours all day. Well, that's how the defense has worked here in the last couple of games. The, the Chiefs defense has looked outstanding, and the reason has been because the immobility of the quarterbacks. And Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys, who, who, who couldn't even move. Uh, and uh, in, in other circumstances, the quarterbacks have been banged up, injured. The teams have been fractured. So, yeah, there are a lot of circumstances that have been involved. The Chiefs have a very good defense. It wasn't earlier this season, but now it's improved to the point. And they're also very athletic. They can move. They're very quick. And that makes the big difference. We'll see if Denver is able to exploit that on Sunday night. I don't think they'll be able to, but we'll see. What's your man in Vegas saying? Any uh, numbers he yet? He has the Chiefs as a favorite. I don't know what the point spread is, but I imagine it's about four or five somewhere around. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what it's the spread probably in mid-40s. Uh, the over-under? Yeah. I would think more like the 50s. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though Kansas City hasn't scored a whole lot of points, I, I think they may have to on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a get out there, strike quick, and just maintain. I'll so, tell you a little bit more So tomorrow. Mike can go to bed early. That's kind of <laughs> no, what I'm looking no, for. No, that's not going to happen. Oh, come on, man. Don't, <laughs> don't be messing with my Cheerios. So uh, we did have the jury teams back out on the basketball courts last night. Did they get the dubs? They played in Rolla against Missouri S&T, and we had a split. Lady Panthers win rather subsequently. Substantially, 90-74. to 74. The Panthers, of Chris Foster, are struggling just a bit. They fell to the Miners, 80-76. to 76. In a close game all the way, a game that wasn't decided until the final few seconds, but 
the uh, the Drury Panthers team, is, the men's team, is is struggling a little bit. I do think they'll get better. They have a lot of talent on their team, but they're not together. And this is Coach Foster's first year with the team. So the philosophical approach to the game is a little bit different from what it has been. Players may be taking some time to get used to it. I think they'll get better, but no, they did lose their game last night. Last night we had uh, Monday Night Football as well. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Washington football team, they've... They, not looking super bad, but man, Seattle Seahawks, they're not getting any help from the 13th man. <laughs> no, and Washington did, uh, did win the game, and Washington is in the playoff hunt. I, I love this, too, because no, they're flying really under the radar. Philadelphia's gotten their level of publicity. The Dallas Cowboys have gotten their publicity. New York Giants get a big win last week against Philadelphia. Here's Washington, and they're in the hunt. They win the game 17-15. to Here's what happened. The Washington team had their opportunities. They had a fourth and goal and disdained a field goal and went for the touchdown and did not get it. This is late in the game. Now, Seattle, you've got Russell Wilson as your quarterback. He takes that team 96 yards in the map passes the two-minute offense, gets them down there. They score a touchdown, and the score is 17-15. to 15. All right, what's what's the Seattle team do? Uh, NFC starting to get a little bit more space. Cowboys, as you mentioned, lead the East. Cardinals definitely going to control the West. Same thing with the Packers in the North, uh, unfortunately, because I thought the Vikings were coming on, and then the Bucks definitely uh, controlling the South. But in the AFC, things are just so close, like three-way tie for second in the West alone, <laughs> right? And you got the difference of one game in the East with the Patriots and the Bills. Uh Titans, Colts, they're coming up. I mean, they, if, if Tennessee can't maintain without Derrick Henry, I can see Indianapolis taking that over. And then you got the AFC North, and that's just as close. You've got uh, almost like a one-game difference between the Ravens, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns. I'm going to give you permission. You can quote me on this. All right. My new phrase. On any given Dude, Sunday. Dude, this, um, this year, this year it, it has never been more true in any in every game this season. And uh, it's been great to watch, uh, even though it's been horrific on my blood pressure and my fantasy football team. Ned, have a great Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow, man. <laughs>